What's going on, everybody? This is episode two of the 195 Stems podcast. This is Evan. What's going on, y'all? This is me, Joy. So, you know, we are fresh off the plane from Morocco, from Marrakesh. Shout out to uh, Air Royal Morocco. You know, Air still Royal smelling Morocco. like tagine chicken. Right. Overpriced saffron. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> it's all good, though. But I had a good time over there. Yeah, man. It was a good trip. It was a real good trip. Um, definitely... Uh, Interesting, it was um, <laughs> to yeah, say the least. Interesting, uh, but really a good, good overall trip. Uh, really good to be be over there. Yeah, and it wasn't that long of a flight. We left from New York um, around six fifty, seven hours over there. Yeah, you know, flew over there, landed in uh, Casablanca. Casablanca, connected over to Marrakesh. Yeah. It was like another. They say hour, but it takes like twenty minutes. Yeah, it was a real short flight, which was good. Um, like to have the expectation that we were going to be on the plane for an hour and it was like take off the landing whole 30 minutes mm-hmm. at most that was pretty cool especially after that long trip so. yeah man that, that super long trip i was you know and of course we went over there um right at the tail end of ramadan mm-hmm. and uh so it was really cool to go over there and see the country like in its holiest month of the of the year and how everybody interacted and what was going on and just really getting into that culture over there. Yeah, I thought that was really interesting because, like, when we were going, my thought was that, like, during Ramadan, like, things would stop, really. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of interesting for me to see that life just kept going. Like, they didn't really stop or, you know, I mean, things closed a little bit early, but for the most part, it was everyday life. Yeah, they were just hungry. That was the only difference. That was it. <laughs> that was the only difference. I guess, I guess we saw a couple of altercations and, you know, every yeah, time we yeah, saw yeah. that, people would be like, you know, it's Ramadan. Yeah, like, you know, they're just hungry. Excuse yeah. him, he's just hungry. Yeah, so. What'd you think about uh, Air Maroc? Man, Air Maroc. I don't want to bash him too bad, but it wasn't, it wasn't the greatest experience um, to me. I mean, I think the food was okay. I don't really expect much on planes for food. Um, the food was all right. I think uh, on the way there, I had the beef stew, and it literally had one piece of beef in it, literally one little knob of beef. Um, so that was interesting, just because I thought it was going to be more than <laughs> just one thing of beef. Um, but it didn't taste bad, so that was cool. Um, yeah, the flight over, I mean, it was fine. The seats didn't really recline well. They had a lot of technical issues. They did have a lot of technical issues. Yeah, the, the, they reset the screens like seven times on the way there. It was just kind of crazy. Um, but other than that, I mean, it was it was whatever. See, this is how I know you used to want first class. Because to me, that was better than anything any American carrier has ever offered me. I had a nice little bit of recline, some leg room. The chicken and rice I had was popping. <laughs> See, you had the chicken, I had the beef. Yeah, maybe that, maybe yeah. that's why. Um, but I mean, it wasn't a Delta flight. No, you know no, I mean? it wasn't Delta yeah. or nothing like that. But for what it was, I was fine with it. And then they gave us, you know, when we were boarding in New York, they gave us this like little uh, box, mm-hmm. like a snack box. I thought it was gonna be, you know, I thought that was the only thing we was gonna get since it was Ramadan. They was like, yeah, this is this is all you can get. As ignorant as I thought that was, I thought it was the only food we was gonna get for seven hours. So I was tight. Yeah, that would have been that would have been bad. <laughs> that would have been bad. bad. And, and, and speaking of, the, of New York, shout out to the, uh, was he Jamaican? The the agent at the gate that was getting loud? Oh, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> shout out to, man, the shit that flies at JFK would never fly at any other Anywhere airport else. in America. Anywhere else. This airport worker, worker was talking to this guy so crazy at the gate. What did he say? Yeah, he was like, I will pull you off this flight. Yeah, yeah. It would have had to. 
he got the right one because it would have been an altercation. That that East Coast man, they um they let it go. They don't they don't sugarcoat nothing. No, he was <laughs> he was mad. He, he called him a child. Yeah, he was he was real disrespectful. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, Air Morocco overall, it was it was cool. It wasn't. I mean, it wasn't the greatest, but it wasn't the worst. Yeah, like I've definitely had worst <laughs> flight experiences. Absolutely, absolutely. absolutely. But Air Morocco was straight though. You know, I had my seat uh going over there with nobody in the middle seat so i had a little room i was fine yeah 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 um i i was in the middle seat originally and they ended up giving me an out seat so mm-hmm. i was cool i guess mm-hmm. i shouldn't complain too bad yep, shout they, out to finesse they definitely uh accommodated me on that one um, absolutely so yeah it wasn't, it wasn't too bad and then see the thing that i also thought was was pretty cool is you know once we landed got into the city Really, for me, it was the architecture that I wasn't, you know, I didn't really have an expectation of what it was going to be. I was just like, oh, okay, we're going to Morocco, you know, it's Africa, whatever. But it has a real Middle Eastern type of vibe out there. Like, you know, obviously with the, the uh, big influence of the Islamic culture, you get that through, you know, architecture, obviously religion, the way they dress, the food they eat, just the entire culture. It feels like, and I've been to, the only other place in Africa I've been is South Africa. And it's just the, the dichotomy between the two, right? And obviously South Africa is still occupied by a lot of white people. Right. I don't think, aside from tourists, we saw any other, you know, native white people in, you no. know, Morocco. No, so not at all. I thought that was pretty cool, though, just seeing all the, you know, the architecture and all that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me... Um, I hadn't done any research really on Morocco before we went, so my only frame of reference was like what I see on social media, you know, beautiful palaces, which we saw, mm-hmm. um, you know, and like the glitz and the glamour of the city. And so when I got there, I was a little bit shocked, and it wasn't a negative shock or a positive shock, it was just kind of like, oh man, like, you're in Africa, like, it felt like I was in Africa, um, if y'all remember from my pre- from uh, the episode number one, I was born in Africa, so it felt very familiar to me, um, and it wasn't negative or anything like that. But yeah, the architecture you can definitely see like the Islamic in, um, culture in their architecture and um, in the city in general. So absolutely, that was that was real cool. Yeah, it was dope. So the Airbnb was dope too. So shout out to Shan for picking out that Airbnb. That Airbnb was fly. We had a little pool in the middle. Everybody kind of had their own area. Yeah. Um, they had a balcony. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was it was nice. Right in the old city. Yeah. Um, right next to the souk. So. Yeah, and that's a good place to say. Old city was it was really centrally located. Nothing was more than 10, 15 minutes away. Yep. Uh, nothing was more than like a ten dollar taxi ride. Right. Shout out to me. Me Joy really was low key. He he was the LeBron to our 2018 Cavs. <laughs> he put us on his back with the language barrier because people spoke English, but eh, it was alright. And I think is the official language like French and Arabic. Yep, yep. So you know if people didn't speak, um, well obviously we weren't speaking Arabic, but you know you speaking French really was that was that was clutch because that got us around a lot of places. Yeah, that was cool too because. Um, I, I think it was maybe like a week before we left that a friend of mine told me that they spoke French there because I, I hadn't realized that or I hadn't thought about it really uh, what language they spoke there so it was kind of cool to be there and to, to speak French with people and, and all that definitely because they were talking to me talking I don't, I don't know <laughs> Major, come here <laughs> what's going on 
Yeah. The, the, the Airbnb was dope. The, the location was, and we, I'm glad we had that guy there to to come see us when we got off. The, no, it was an old woman there when we got out the cab. So we get in the cab. You know, we roll from the airport. It's about maybe 20 minute drive. So we get to like this just alley thing. Yeah. Like an opening. And the dude who owns the Airbnb is like, all right, we're here. So I was like, all right, I don't know what here is. Mm-hmm. So we hop out and there's this uh, you know, older woman. She's kind of standing there. He's you know, like, okay, we're going to follow her. So we walk through like these corridors. Like, I guess you can call them like, uh, I don't know, streets? Is streets the right word? Yeah, I mean, it's, it's like a... Like a neighborhood, basically. Like we like, yeah. I guess I mean alleys. Yeah, it it was alleys. That's what I would say. Um, yeah. Yeah. You basically walk through an alley in order to get to the house. Um, so it was it was it was cool. I mean, it was different for sure. Um, which which explains why you ran into that situation at the airport with the address. Yes. Yeah. You got you got to tell them. Yeah. About so that. when we first got there, I get the customs and. I thought they was going to put me on a plane back to America. So, you know, uh, whenever you travel overseas, before you land, they give you like a little piece of paper you have to fill out, you know, like your name, your address, what you do in America or wherever you're from, your passport number, all that other stuff. And they want to put, I uh, want you to put your, you know, hotel name or the address of where you're staying. So our homegirl would put in like a group me the address to where we're staying. But, you know, internationally, you could damn near write anything down as an address, and I'd be like, all right, well, unless it's the Marriott. I was like, I right, like, guess that's what we're saying then. Right. So I write down what I thought was the address on the sheet, waiting in the customs line. Get up to the guy, hand him my, my passport and a piece of paper. Everything's fine. He looks at it, and his English is, is good, but it's kind of broken. He's pointing at the piece of paper. He's like, this is no address. I was like, what do you mean there's no address? He was like, there's no address. And he points me to another line to go get into. So I'm like, damn, this is this is definitely the Trump deportation line. I don't even know what time it is. So I go get in the other line, get up there. This dude speaks fluent English, and he's like, this isn't a real address. And I was like, oh. He was like, so where are you staying? I was like, uh, some Riyadh? <laughs> like, he was like, which one? I was like, this one. He was like, no, that's a street. It can be hundreds on the street. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, this is the one my friend gave me. It's an Airbnb. He was like, and you don't know the address? I was like, it's my first time here, bro. Like, I don't. That's what I got. So where do we go from here? Because <laughs> this is the most information I can give you. And so he was like, you know, pressing me for an address. And I was like, bro, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> like, what you want me to tell you? I, I don't know. So we need to put it. You can either leave it like this, all right, or I got to go home. One of the two. Right, right. And so then he was like, he got kind of pissed, and he just wrote, like, Crystal Riyadh on there. And I was like, all right, well, cool. <laughs> yeah, so I think we found out that Riyadh is just, like, home, right? Mm-hmm. So every um, every house, like, the, and, I, and we noticed this when we were there, is, like, on every home, they have their names on there. So they say Riyadh, you know, John or Riyadh, Becky. Um, and that's like how they recognize the houses. So everything is on like a street, and then you have to have like the name of the specific house on there as well. Right. Um, so that's 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 why you probably ran into that because we didn't know the name of the extra house. Yeah. Um, but it was interesting to just kind of walk through the alleys and 
Because at first we thought it was going to be really difficult to get <laughs> to get back to the house, but it ended up being pretty straightforward. Yeah, it was a straight shot. Yeah. You know, a couple twists and turns here and there. It was a straight shot. Yeah. And so, you know, after we get there, we go in the house, we get settled real cool, um, set up in the, in the place we had. Everybody basically had their own room. Um, the, the Airbnb we had actually came with, uh, I guess, uh, breakfast included. Mm-hmm. So there was a, an older lady who stayed around the corner there. And she made breakfast for us every morning. And I guess, so breakfast was like this bread. What, what kind of bread is it? Yeah, it was, I mean, I don't know if this this is what it was, but it was. It seemed very similar to like the injera bread that Ethiopians, okay. um, Ethiopians eat. Um, so, yeah, it was really similar to that. Yeah. So, yeah, that, the, uh, that tea, that was that, real good. That tea was good. It was green tea. Yeah, they said, what, what did he say? It was uh, Moroccan whiskey. Moroccan whiskey, yeah. Moroccan whiskey, because they don't drink in Morocco, so. And it just tasted like it had a whole bunch of honey in it and, uh, and green tea leaves, but it was good. I'm, I, I'm kind of having withdrawals from that tea. Yeah, from that there. tea was delicious. I definitely, uh, definitely want some of that. So, um, and it had that. omelets or eggs. Quote, unquote, omelets, <laughs> which was just, it was like a fried egg. Fried egg, basically. <laughs> it was a fried egg. That she called an omelet, so, um. That was good. And then it was uh yeah, just like regular bread and strawberry and apricot. Yeah, and like jam. Um so yeah, it was cool. I mean every day to have that every morning, at least you knew you had breakfast. Yeah, yeah. wake up to that. It was you know, fresh squeezed orange juice. Yeah. That was definitely a, a treat for me. I, I never first of all I don't really drink too much juice, but then to get fresh treat squeezed orange juice every morning is something I can get used to. Absolutely. Absolutely. So that was cool. And then, you know, we get settled and head out. And it seems like after the first day we left to go to like the souks, that was where it was just nonstop adventure almost from there. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, <laughs> these these souks, it was it's a modern I think these things should be a modern marvel. They were like these little small you go and you walk in this big courtyard. This got you know vendors, people, you know selling water, clothes, horse rides, anything and everything you don't want. Whatever you, you need, yeah. Whatever you need and don't need, and didn't think you needed till you showed up. Yep. They selling that, and then you walk through some narrow little street corridor, and you're just immersed in, you know, all these shops. There's people selling clothes, people selling souvenirs. Um, they shot up the Gucci gang. Oh, they had all the Gucci uh, and Louis Supreme. Supreme. I seen some of the Louis V Supreme collab. I didn't even know dropped. Right. right. So much of that. <laughs> they had they had the Yeezys that never came out. Mm. Um, Exclusive Yeezys. Yeah, they had everything everything you need. And and you know it's it's like amazing there. We got lost. Mm-hmm. And once we got lost, mm-hmm. that was when we found some dude who apparently was gonna take us to a leather shop. Yep. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the leather shop. <laughs> yeah, so it was, uh, yeah, that was an interesting one. So one dude, basically, as we were walking, he's like, oh, you guys gotta, you guys are going the wrong way. There's nothing over here. You gotta go to the other other side. Take this right over here, and it's, you can go to the leather shop. And uh, today is a special day for the leather shop, because um, I don't even remember why it was a special day. I think they just I, made that I up, to be honest. I think you made that shit up. yeah. <laughs> Um, so they're like, yeah, special day, so you can go today and you can see how they make the leather. So we're like, all right, cool. So we start walking. That led us to another random dude. 
It's like, oh, yeah, you guys are going to the leather shop. I'll walk you guys there. So he walked us um, maybe like five, ten minutes into another dude. And he's like, oh, can you just show them where the leather, leather shop is? And so this whole time, we're just kind of following them around. And we're thinking, like, you know, they're stumbling across random people, not realizing that this was a, a plan the, the entire time. Yeah. <laughs> so the last dude walks us all the way to the actual leather shop or whatnot. Or not leather shop, leather factory. Um, Walked us to the leather You really give them a lot of leeway to the word factory. Yeah, hey, that's what that's what they called it. You know, I'm just I'm just going with what they what they told us. The dream they sold us. You're real generous with the word factory. So yeah, so we get to the factory. Um and uh No, no, we do it. What is the factory? <laughs> what is the factory? I, I got I got you. So we get to the factory and there's this dude that's like outside of the door and uh, he has these herbs in his hand. Um, and we don't know what these herbs are, but he's handing them to us. And he's like, yeah, you have to, you have to take this. Uh, it's gas mask. And we're like, what are you talking about? And he's like, it's gas mask. So he puts it to his nose and he smells it. So I grabs it from him and I try it and it's mint. That's really what the herbs were. And they call it gas mask because it smells really bad in there. Um, because apparently they're staining the leather with pigeon shit. And that's how it holds its color. Um, and so it smells really bad in there. So he hands it to us. One of our homegirls is like, nah, I'm good. I'm not touching these herbs that are coming out of your hand. And we're like, you know, just grab it. She's like, nah, I'm straight. Um, I can hold my breath. So, <laughs> so we walk in there, and it, it actually really did smell pretty bad in there. Um, and we walk in there, and what we notice is that the, the, the factory, quote unquote, um, was basically a, a, a junkyard of pits that had um, water in them and people in those pits, in the water pits, um, that are staining the leather. And so, just like a long, like a, just a big, empty yard, it looked like a deserted um, neighborhood that just had a whole bunch of pits with water in them and that's how they're staining the leather and then a whole bunch of leather just kind of laying around. So he walked us around there, told us a little bit of history about it that I, I can't even regurgitate at this time. Um, it didn't matter. Yeah, it, it, didn't it really matter. didn't matter. <laughs> uh, so we took a picture there, and then he's like, all right, now I'm going to take you to the leather shop so you can see what happens once we're actually done with staining the leather here. So we're thinking again, you know, it's another area, like another little whatever. Um, so we follow this dude. He takes us around a corner to an actual, like, store. A really nice store at that. It was pretty nice. I must say that might be the nicest store that we saw the entire time we were in there. In that little suit, yeah. Yep. Uh, really nice store where they sell nothing but leather goods. Um, leather dresses, leather bags, leather jackets, leather shirts, leather purses. Like, whatever you need that's leather, they have it. Um, so we walk in there, and I'm going to let you finish this part, Evan. So we, we walk in there, <laughs> and it's like you said, it's a nice store. And so we look around. And quickly realize, like, all right, we don't want nothing in here. Mm -hmm. Like, we can roll. And so when we leave, the owner of the store is like, okay, no pressure. But if you buy something, come back here. So I'm not going to lie. I thought we was off the hook because I saw the money grab coming when we went into the, mm -hmm. into the little leather shop. I was like, damn, they about to try to hit us over the head mm -hmm. for this little tour. And they about to do it in this leather shop. So I'm like, all right. And once we got out the leather shop, I thought we was straight. We're good. No nope. clear. Nope. Mm -hmm. 
And the leather shop was nice. Dudes get money because he wasn't pressed or nothing. He was like, all right, you know, y'all yeah. want no leather? It's cool. He's like, y'all want to go upstairs or y'all done? We were like, all right, we good. He's like, all right, cool. I'll show y'all out. Yeah, so <laughs> buddy wasn't even pressed. I was like, all right. Yeah. So we leave out the leather shop. And the guy that has shown us around the leather factory, factory, <laughs> factory as we'll call it, he was like, oh, okay, you haven't seen nothing, whatever, whatever, cool. And uh, he was like, all right, you know, pay me for a visit. I was like, pay you for the visit? <laughs> like, that's not how this, nah. Like, maybe, maybe we the asshole. Maybe we're the uncultured American, which is entirely possible. Absolutely. It's entirely possible. Mm-hmm. But we're like, yeah, nah, dog. It's a no for me. Like, I'm not giving you no money. And so then he was getting a little bit more and more upset. And he was raising his voice. Like, pay me. You know, pay me for the visit. So then, like, people coming from left and right, like, pay him. What's the matter with you? Pay him. Yeah. And we're like, we're not paying him. So he's following us at this point for, like, a good 50 feet. Like, pay us. Yeah. And now he's, like, touching us. Just me and me, Joel. He's, like, tapping us on the shoulder. You know what I'm saying? Tapping us on the back, like, pay me. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, damn. Are we going to have the first it's, date? It's about to go down. Are we going to have to fight our way out of a, out of a Moroccan soup? Yeah. And I don't even know who it got out. Because he had his homeboys came deep from yeah. the background. And we had no idea where we were. So no, we, we had no idea where we were. So if we, yeah, it, it would have been a rock. It would have yeah. been a real ugly situation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so then he would start cursing at us. And then one dude... This is when we knew it was it was really they set us up. A couple of the other dudes who had randomly passed us off came out the back. Yeah. Like like this thing. I'm like, no, pay him, pay him. Right. So like, Damn. Like, all right. Now I thought about it. I was like, you know what? I could just give him, you know, fifty Durham. Just leave us alone. Did you offer him some? Somebody offered him some money. He was like, nah. I think he wanted like a hundred. Yeah, he yeah. Yeah, he wanted like a hundred. I think somebody offered him the equivalent of like maybe two dollars, and he was yeah. like, "Fuck out of here." Yeah. And so it wasn't me. Yeah. But. So then they start cussing. Fuck you. Fuck you. Yeah. Fuck your mother. Yeah. You motherfucker. Fuck your mother. <laughs> so I'm like, oh shit. You know, Mother Day had just passed. I was a little upset. That got me. <laughs> that got to me a little bit. But I was like, you know what? Nah. Yeah. No, foreign country fisticuffs is not where it's about. I'm not going. This is not the hill I'm about to die on. Paying somebody for a stinky ass leather visit, right? Leather factory visit. Right. It wasn't that. So we we escaped from the from the leather traders. <laughs> yeah, they finally let us go. Right, we made it out out the soup at some point because, like I said, it's like a maze in there. You don't know which way is left or right, and there's constantly people saying, "Oh, big square." Mm-hmm. The big square is kind of like where you want to uh, end up. It's where you come in. It's the it's the entry point. So like, oh, big square this way, big square this way. So I was like, are they really towing us to the big square? Are they just trying to get us to the somewhere else? Right, yeah. to their dad's shop. Just buy some, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Some some silk scarves or whatever they're trying to sell us. Yeah, it was it was tough to trust them after that. Um but yeah, it was it was cool. Yeah. And, and you know what? And see everything else after that was uh after we learned our lesson in there, because I think we only went back like one other time. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. We didn't go. We went back in there for dinner one night. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was pretty straightforward. But that was it. Yeah, we just took a straight shot to, to the restaurant and straight shot out. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then I think it was the next day we went to the Yves Saint Laurent Garden. Mm-hmm. So I didn't know this until 
But like I said last time, my research of a country consists of Instagram, uh, looking at hashtags, looking at locations. So looking at, you know, mostly chicks who've been there at their Instagram that look good and seeing what they did. That's right. pretty much what my research consists of. <laughs> yeah, we both. Yes. <laughs> Undefeated research method, Absolutely. might I add. So we go to East St. Morocco, and I didn't even know he was really um, popping like that in Morocco. I had no idea. But apparently he loved it over there so much. He had a spot over there. He was kicking over there all the time. Uh, see, look at us giving you free history lessons here right. on fashion icons right. and African African cities. Yep. Come on, man. Y'all got to pay us for this. 195 stamps. Exactly. You remember that. <laughs> so anyway, we get over there and, you know, we hop out the, uh, hop out the, the cab. And again, somebody else approaches us like, hey, are y'all trying to go to East St. Laurent Garden? I can get you. You can either wait this long line for an hour mm-hmm. or you give me what? How much do you want? Uh, I think the tickets were like 80 and he wanted 120 maybe, something like that. Yeah, something like that. So when we say 80 and 120, essentially it's 10% of that roughly, so like $8 and $12. Yeah. So he's like, all right, you can pay $8 instead of that long end line, or you can give me $12, $10, however much it is right now, and I can get you all in and you can just walk in. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, I don't really do lines like that. But it sounds like you're trying to hustle us at the same time. But he had the little vest on, and the vest looked semi-official. Semi-official. But anybody can get a vest. Right. But I didn't want to wait that long as long. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up paying for one. Right. One ticket just to see how this, this entire process was going to work. And so essentially what he did is he went to the front, paid for a ticket, and came back. Right. He just, <laughs> I, guess his, I guess the vest really did give him special privileges because he just walked straight to the ticket booth, got one. And took forty off top. Right. Yeah. You know, I get it. You gotta you gotta bust the service over the head a little bit. But mm-hmm. I paid the extra money not to stand that long ass line. But anyway, we all give them the money. We go in there. It's a real nice garden. Real nice. Real nice. I wasn't expecting it. And it's not that big. Um, but it's you know, cactus and other tropical plants, palm trees and stuff like that. But that's really not what people are there for. Nobody goes to the garden for the trees. They're there for Salah. They're there for salon. They're there for salon. That's, so that's why they're there. If you go to Morocco and you're in Marrakesh and you go to this East Saint Laurent Garden and you do not fuck with salon, you lost. You like lost. we might as well just stay home. Yeah. There's no reason for you to leave the house and come over there. Mm-hmm. So y'all probably like, well, who is this dude? Yeah. So y'all must have seen all them fire pictures in Morocco. Uh, in Marrakesh. That everybody has on their Instagram. Yeah, from like the blue background and the big yellow background. Blue, blue yellow, yellow steps, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think it's blue steps with like the yellow um, vase yeah. or something, a flower plant or whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, all y'all have seen it. You've seen the fire picture. Uh, yeah, those people didn't take those pictures. No. All your friends that you think took those pictures, they no. didn't take them. It was, it was Salah. Salam. Yeah. He, the vibes he was curating out there had to be unmatched. Unmatched. Anywhere else in the city. Yeah. Stand right here. No, this is your mood. Put your leg right here. Perfect. Stop. Yes. Yeah. Now look over there. Perfect. Yo, he had me feel like I was like getting a, a feature photo shoot for GQ or Esquire. Or for like sure. That. On the iPhone, though. On exactly. the iPhone. He wasn't even taking cameras. He was taking straight iPhones. iPhone 5, iPhone 6. 
He don't even need a special iPhone. He was just lacing you up with some good pictures off the iPhone. That's what I'm saying. Off he the was iPhone. iPhone bandit. Yeah. He had all the five pictures on the iPhone. And after I found out how he did it, I was like, yo, this dude has a, this dude has a talent. He's on something. He's going places. He's like, going places for sure. Like he gave, he gave us so much heat. We couldn't even put it all out. Right. <laughs> put it all right. out. You know what I'm saying? You got to save some of that. Right. Right. Gotta say so for later on. That's the, that's the TBTs in about six months. Absolutely, take me back. <laughs> take <laughs> me <sure>. back. <laughs> Gotta have so so so. So you say the rock garden. You go on and take a picture in there. You absolutely want to find salon and tip him well. Tip him well because he's gonna do. He's gonna take a picture for you. Yeah. And it's gonna be fire. He's a cool dude too. Yeah, he's a real nice guy. Yeah, he's real a real nice, nice guy. guy. Help. But, out there helping everybody. Just exactly. Being cool. yeah. Improving Instagram is one one life at a time. Yeah. So after we get all the fire Instagram pictures, we were like, all right, well, it's time to roll. Now, I think we tried to go to those tombs next, mm-hmm. but um, Ramadan, like we were saying, things close pretty early there. Yeah, so everything that closes at like five during Ramadan, it closes at like three. Mm-hmm. Uh, so by the time we got there, it was like four o'clock and they were closed. Yeah. So I think we ended up going to dinner or late lunch dinner at a spot yeah. you know food and you know earlier when we first came in I was telling you you know still over here smelling like t- tagine chicken tagine chicken is pretty good and tagine I think is just the way they cook it or it's a, a cooking it's method that and uh, it might be a seasoning a too. seasoning okay I think so I'm not sure um, but yeah it, it was good yeah so this could be matters. completely wrong somebody's probably listening like you uncultured ass niggas to mm-hmm. you, whatever and it can be it can be that and you're probably right and yeah but <laughs> for us it we're was okay this. with that <laughs> <laughs> but for us it was this yeah and uh ate that but you know one thing i was that meal was good mm-hmm. but overall like when you go places to eat there and it might just be uh, you know a fact for us being a tourist that was pretty much um the meal that was that was offered and now you had the couscous and mm-hmm. you know different vegetables and things like that but overall, like the food there to me was good, but I was expecting a little bit better so far as like the flavors really? are concerned. Now the meal that we had um, in the desert camp that we we're gonna get to, that to me that was the best one. That was a good meal. That one was a good one. I feel like that was cooked that properly. Was a good meal. Yeah, yeah, that was cooked properly. But so that's really, really everything else was an appetizer mm-hmm. or, or a precursor to this desert safari we went on yep that desert safari was that put some hair on your chest yeah um that was a man that that turned you from an adolescent to an adult real quick real quick i mean it was a what 12 hour ride in a coach bus they they advertised eight hours they advertised eight hours it's about 12 the bus is not comfortable nah not even a little bit. I'm pretty, pretty sure, sure I'm going to have to get like a spinal replacement yeah. in like 20 years because of that bus. Pretty sure I had back pains for a week. <laughs> exactly. After that. Um, on top of that, you ride another hour or so on the back of cameras. And uh, for some of y'all, you probably have done this already, so you know that they're not comfortable. <laughs> no. no. I've been on the camera once before, and it was only for, you know, walk around a little bit, take a picture, get off. But as your primary mode of transportation... For an hour. Yeah. 
I'm gonna have to put camels like below walking. Not to move. Nah. Not to move. But we didn't. I, I think we were doing that that van ride injustice. Yeah. That's so yeah. you get in this van. First of all, we could have had a damn reality show off the characters in this damn van. First of all, <laughs> off the people we. They were all interesting in their own respects. Every single person. Every, that's what I'm saying. It was not a couple, not a person in there. When you heard your story, you were like, huh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. So it's a 15-passenger van. It's 12 people in there. So me, me, Joy, our two friends, right, Shannon and Kawana. Then you have this couple. One is from England. And the girl is from South Africa. Yep. So they, we'll, we'll get to their story. They're the ice on the game. There was a couple, like these are white Americans. They were a couple. Yep. Um, and then what? their brother. Yep. All right. So they were, they actually lived in Minneapolis, I think, right? They, they spent some time here for spent a little bit. Some time bit. here. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. Then uh, we also had a guy and his girlfriend from Portugal. Mm-hmm. Then, what was, there was another couple, where were they from? I think there was an Asian couple on there too, wasn't there? Was there? Or am I mixing the Portugal? Because one of the people from, okay, so that one, and then there was the, she was from like Philippines or something like that. Okay, that's probably what I'm, what I'm confusing. Yeah, she was from the Philippines and he was from somewhere. Yeah, they were, they were different, they were like. I don't know how they got together. Right. I didn't. Complete I didn't really talk to them much. Yeah, complete opposite. To get their story. So we get in the bus and like, all right, cool, whatever. We pull off, and again, it's advertised as an eight-hour drive. So I'm already like, all right, eight hours, you know, whatever. I, I wasn't. I'm not huge in the long-ass car rides, but you know, we go into a desert, you know, Sahara. People don't really go there like that. It's cool. So. We get into the uh, to the van. We start moving. We driving through the African countryside, which is beautiful, by the way. You know, it's uh, really mountainous. We're going through these little towns. You're really seeing the real Morocco. So we're stopping at these uh, restaurants along the way, and you know, eating dinner, or lunch, or whatever, souvenirs, stretching your legs and stuff. And so, you know, you in the car with these people for a billion hours. People start talking. People chatting. talk to them. Yeah. So we talked to, you know, we know obviously the American accents. That's where they're from. One's from LA. I don't know where the couple was. I think they're all from LA. They're um, all from LA. Just uh, the couple. So the, the woman in the couple and her brother, their dad worked in Minnesota. So that's how they spent some time here. Mm-hmm. Um, and lived at the Kitty Diner or something like that. Um, but they were all in LA. Oh, okay. Yeah. So they were all in LA. And then, you know, the other the, the other couple from Portugal and then the other one, the guy, I think he was German. And then his girlfriend That's was, what it uh, was. She was Asian. I don't Asian, know exactly where she was from. Yeah, yeah. Cambodia, somewhere down there. Uh, and they were cool. But really the stars of this. The stars of the show. The stars of the show was this couple. One was from, the guy was from England. And his girlfriend. Girlfriend. Companion, girlfriend, travel girlfriend, companion, <laughs> whatever you want to call it. She was from uh, South, South Africa. Africa. Mm-hmm. So, this is the thing we find out again, there's nothing wrong with that in the age of you know 
digital technology, social media, social media, millennials. We all meet in various know, ways. Various ways. Tinder, okay Cupid, slide the DMs on Instagram. I get it. Backpage. Look, you're not here to judge. <laughs> no. I understand they shut Backpage down, but there's some you know workarounds around it. Yeah. Shout out to the workarounds. Anyway, they met on this uh, backpacker website. Mm-hmm. So essentially, uh, it's if you're traveling alone, you want to find a companion or somebody to travel with. Um, so you can go on this app and um, find somebody to travel with. So it's backpacker, um, backpack with an R. Yeah, so it's B A C K P A C K R dot org. Oh damn, it's an app. I was trying to just go to the to the website and see what it's talking about. Discover travel buddies and connect with other like-minded travelers. So essentially, it's Tinder. From what I understand, for uh, people who like to travel. So anyway, he's swiping away, or however you meet people on this app, scrolling through over in England. She's down in South Africa, swiping or scrolling through wherever you meet people. They connect. They talk for two weeks. And they're like, all right, this person's cool. I think he's cool. All right. He's like, I think she's cool. He was already traveling to Morocco, I think. Paris. Paris. And she was going to Paris. Paris too? They both met in Paris. They, so they meet in the Paris airport. Yeah, for the first time. For the first time. I think they might have talked or maybe FaceTimed or something. Yeah, they FaceTimed and talked for two weeks before. Um, said they were going to meet in Paris. They both met in Paris. Chatted up for a few hours. A few hours. Decided yeah. to kick it for the next two months together. And by kick it, we mean they traveled. They I think they altered, they maybe spent some time in Paris, then altered their travel plans to come to Morocco together. Yep. They come to Morocco. They were there for Morocco for like a month. For like a month. Yeah. Then they're like, okay, well, this is cool. Then they're going to go to Greece next. Mm-hmm. So they're going to go to Greece next for however long, maybe a month or so. And then finally go back, uh, I don't know, be together and live happily ever after. That's what it sounds like. Yo, how wild, like, I know I sound like somebody's old grandpa, but like backpack, like. And I mean, they travel around the world with somebody. I can see meeting you, you know, at the Panera and seeing what's going on, but flying to Paris. And and you know they were a couple, like yeah, they were to anyone else. I don't know, maybe if for each other they didn't feel that way. What? No, they claimed each other. I think I think I they think claimed they each other. I think, but. They certainly were acting like a couple. Like when I saw them, I was like, okay, that's a couple right there. And, you know, like they were together. And everybody wondering, yes, they were. They were a couple. They were. And also, yes, they were. <laughs> you know, yes, they were. Yeah. And they dressed the part too. Like I feel like they either type to travel to somewhere and then just adopt the local. Yeah. You know, dress of the land. Like if they were in India, they'd be like in saris and stuff. But then if they were like in America, you know, you might catch them in I don't know, like a Patagonia fit. They were thoroughly immersed in the culture. Thoroughly immersed in the culture. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we meet them, and they were kind of cool though. I'm not they gonna lie, cool. it was cool. Dude was they a musician. Cool. Yep. Um, he was he was, bro, he was going stupid on the bongos. Desert camp. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he was going stupid on the bongos when he was out there. 
So we, you know, we get to this place. We ride in a car for a billion hours. We pull over to the side of the road, and it's like 12 camels sitting there. Yeah. We hop on these camels, ride through the desert for like an hour, and get to this base camp. And the camp was dope, though. I'm not going to flex. The camp was dope. camp was pretty dope. Yeah, we get there, um, walk through. You know, they have a little a little tea area. We chilling. Everybody's kicking it. Then they have dinner. Uh, the dinner was good. Like I said, it was the the jean chicken. Yeah. Um, you know, a couple beverages or whatever. And then we had like our. It was like glamping almost. So we had a tent, but it was more like a a building. It had like a metal frame. Yeah. You know, yeah. It was hot as shit in there at night. Very hot, man. But it was it was nice though. You know. It was comfortable. Yeah, I mean, it was the beds were a little hard, but it wasn't. I mean, it was comfortable. It I mean, was, from the middle of the desert, you know. Yeah, it was. It was. It, was <laughs> it did the job. Yeah. Running water out there, taking hot showers. Breakfast was cool. Yep. Yeah. It, nice. was, yeah. it was. It was a cool experience. Definitely. It was a cool experience. Definitely. Will you do it again? <sighs> Will I do it again? Yeah, I would do it again. I think I would. Minus the minus the bus ride. Bus ride is that's the shit. That's the whole part of it. We spent more time on the bus than we did. Minus, minus, minus the bus ride. Um, I would do it again. The camels were definitely uncomfortable, but it was cool to just kind of say you were riding camels and just kind of seeing the scenery and all that stuff. It was it was dope being out there. Um, I would do it again. Gotcha. I'd do it again. So did that. Hop back in the van for another billion hour ride back to. To actually the city proper Marrakesh, and you know, chilled there. Did we go out that night? I think we chilled, and then just played spades and then left the next day. Yep, yep. We had to get the the official spades game. We going. did get the spades game popping. You know, for the culture. Absolutely, um, in any country. Yeah, that was it. But you know, one one piece that I also really liked in Morocco was when we went to that hotel. Um, what is it called? The uh, Mama Muya, Mama Muya, Mama Muya. I don't, the nice one where we were sitting uh, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, yeah. yeah, we glided over that. That was nice. That was I don't really, remember what the hotel was called. Yeah, that was a really nice hotel that we went to. Um, And then also the Contois. Yeah. Uh, where we went to um the little hookah lounge. Yeah. Spot. The restaurant. What yeah. was it called again? Contois. How, how, I don't know how you spell it. C O M P T O I R E. Yeah. That's impressive. <laughs> it's a French word. There we go. So. That's impressive. Yeah. But yeah, if you in uh, Marrakesh, definitely check that spot out. It had like a real traditional yet contemporary vibe mm-hmm. at the same time. Like you go in there and it's real dimly lit. Yep. They got the belly dancers going. They have the traditional menu. Yep. Um, and then you go uh, upstairs after dinner and it's more like a, a hookah lounge. lounge. You got the shisha. They got the drinks. They got the Entertainment, more uh, dancing, more dancing, uh, belly dancers, and just uh, I guess other people doing like you know, traditional dance. Yeah, it was cool. It was cool. Not super expensive. The food was good. The food was good. It was a really nice restaurant. So yeah, definitely check that out. And that hotel too, because remember that hotel had the we wanted to check out the pool because the pool was giving crazy vibes. Yeah, we just weren't able to get there during the day. Right. And you know, I'm sure all y'all have seen it if you've ever looked at. Um, like the Marrakesh location, I looked through all the pictures. Um, you'll see people standing on like this day bed almost, and there's a pool around it. That's the hotel we went to. Yeah. Um, but uh, 
during the, the evening time, they have all these restaurants there, and it was like a lounge, a mm-hmm. restaurant, bar area, real dope. Real dope. And of course, we had traditional Moroccan cuisine, quesadillas. Yeah, right. Absolutely. Over here. Had to get them. Absolutely. Had to do it. <laughs> but nah, Morocco was dope, though. Yeah. I, uh, I enjoyed it. It, was, it wasn't more, you know, it's probably due to, you know, how we rolled over there. Um, it, it was just kind of a chill spot. We didn't go out that much. We didn't really hit any clubs, but it was more. It was more of a chill, more chill trip. Yeah, it was definitely a chill vibe. Um, but I like those sometimes. Every now and then, Absolutely. we just kind of relax and recharge. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it was still vibe. Yeah. Would you go back? Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, I would too. yeah, I'll go back. I'll go back. I'd like to go to Fez and I like uh, get some more traditional looks mm-hmm. in the city. From what I understand, but. Yeah, I'll go back. Yeah, I'd want to see different cities, Tangier, Fez. Mm-hmm. Um, I hear there's not much to do in Casablanca, but... Yeah, you know. just to, you know, check it out. Yeah, for sure. All right, three things you learned. Three things I learned. Um, pay me for the visit. Definitely pay me for the fucking visit. Pay me for the visit. If, if anybody coming to the crib, you got to pay me for the visit. Pay me. Um... Don't think social media is showing you everything that a country has to offer. That's real. That should be like a reading rainbow type of... <laughs> right, right. Because I definitely had different expectations going there. Uh, third thing that I learned, pay me for the visit. <laughs> pay me for the visit should be... You know, that's going to be the name of this podcast. Pay me for the fucking pay visit. Pay me for the visit. For I me, mean, pay me for the visit. Absolutely. Absolutely got to pay for it. If you learn nothing else, come with the coins because you're going to have to pay for the visit. Absolutely. Um, don't... If you... Oh, fuck it. I'm going to say it. Don't ride on the camel for an hour in the middle of the desert. That's one thing I learned. Don't do that. However, an enriching experience it is and you can get some cool don't do that and the third thing I learned in Morocco have a map when you go on the souk or something because I was tired of that yeah, man. that, that, souk, that souk is a maze you could get lost in there for real yeah you really can no, nah, I'm not trying to spend the rest of my vacation wandering around here having people pay me for a visit <laughs> and almost talk myself into ridiculously fake Gucci crossbodies. Exactly. Nah. Louis V Supreme collabs that never have seen the light of day. But them soccer balls, them leather soccer balls. Leather soccer balls. Almost, balls a couple of nice them stuff. almost made it back through yeah, customs. Yeah, for real. <laughs> a couple did. Those you were know nice. it was fresh leather. Those were nice. Alright. You got anything else? Nah, I'm good. Alright. We done. We'll see y'all next time. Got it.